And this is Alan, and welcome to the Nerdy Me Podcast. Jonathan, what are we talking about today? Alan said we're going to go over WandaVision Episode 3. What time did you watch this one? What time did I watch this? Yeah, did you watch it? Did you wake up early again, or what? No, I woke up my regular time for work. I just watched it before I got ready for work and stuff like that. Because I wake up about an hour and a half for work, and since I'm working from home, I don't really need that much time. So So I woke around 6. Oh, okay, hmm? it's it's insane. It's only a, a thirty minute episode. You know, it's it for some reason why I th- like I feel like this it should be longer, but maybe thirty is like the sitcom time of like you know like you know like the sixties seventies eighties whatever. Maybe that's the runtime or something. But yeah, I, without commercials, it's twenty two minutes. Usually. Yeah, I'm saying because I want more. <laughs> yeah, this was. A, I, I thought this episode was the shortest of the three so far. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it felt like it. Yeah, because Jonathan texted me six a.m. and I was just waking up, I'm like, huh? <laughs> and then he's like, uh, uh, "You're like, hey, let's do an episode." I'm like, "Oh, I guess I gotta watch it." I, yeah, originally we were gonna um, just tack on episode thoughts at the end of our other normal shows. podcast, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but I was like, I think we need to do like a. A whole show on this. Maybe not as long as our usual shows, but we should just have a show dedicated to this episode. Yeah, I, I think I think it would have done them better. You know how they released the first two? Mm-hmm. I think they should have released the first three because this was, this was pretty pivotal. Cause so, okay, so I brought this up because, you know, one of the shows we talked about, could non-comic book readers – or like you not not grow up during like this seventies eighties understand what's going on. So my daughter caught the first episode. It, dude, it was it was tough, you know, because yeah. it's it, everything went way over her head, and uh, uh-huh. and episode three, the current episode. Even for me, I felt good because it's like it's like finally there there's something being revealed. Uh, so again, we talked about it on the first episode. It was it was a gamble with what they were doing. What what are your thoughts? Do you think their pacing of, of the shows is correct? You know, and I'm talking, and I'm I'm asking you from like if you can think of like the general viewer of Wandavision. I think I I don't know that you needed to read the comic books to get this story. You definitely needed to have some familiarity with the movies. I. I think we talked about it in last week's show when we discussed episode one and two that it was a bold choice by them, them being Marvel Studios, to really start off those two episodes with really no idea of what's going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, even comic book readers, time comic book readers like you and I, we were just speculating what might be going on. Uh, and I think that's what made the show enjoyable for us because we we're looking for clues to kind of support or or not support our theories. Um so for the casual viewer, you can't not know the Marvel Universe and start watching the show. You're not going to get I, – I don't think you'd enjoy it. Or you'd think it was some kind of weird sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
if you just watched the first two episodes. So we said it was a bold choice, and I think it worked for them. I mean, the news, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, it was all about WandaVision the past week, you know. And I think in that respect, getting everybody to speculate and start talking about theories, it reminds you of Lost. I don't know. Did you watch Lost when Lost was on? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if you remember when Lost was on, that whole week in between episodes, everybody it was on the radios and the talk shows and everybody was speculating. What's what's this mean? What's the numbers mean? What's in the hatch? Uh and I think WandaVision kind of tapped into that. Maybe not to the to the same extent, but I think it definitely tapped into that that curiosity. It's almost it's almost like an interactive show because, you know, I hey look, we we've decided to do a whole episode just to talk about episode three. Because we really want to talk about our theories and what we think might be going on. So whatever, whoever made the decisions, I, I understand thinking maybe they should have done the first three episodes, dropped them all at once. But like again, we said it last week, it was bold. They dropped two of them. I think I think it whetted people's appetite enough to come back for this week. Yeah, I think episode three was a good turning point for me because the first two, and you know, we grew up watching those kind of sitcoms, black and white sitcoms like I Love Lucy and Bewitched and all that stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. it, was, it was it felt good. It felt fun. Uh, this episode was, I think, stronger for me because, well, spoiler alert, right? This episode probably mirrored mostly like with the Brady Bunch. Which right. which hit a lot of generations, and I think it's it's a it's probably of the three sitcoms, Brady Bunch, Bewitched, and Dick Van Dyke Show. I think most people may be more familiar with the Brady Bunch and who they are, and, and because it, it's it they had like movies, you know, and the Brady Bunch Show. Even though the sitcom was canceled, they had like very special, very Brady Christmas stuff, and it, it so it kind of dragged on a little bit further down the road than than the other two I mentioned and stuff. So. Uh, I enjoy this one way, way more, and shouldn't have done all three at once. Maybe, maybe not. But it is true, though. It's Marvel is doing something very different, you know. Because like, if you follow the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it does have a similar formula for each movie. You know, like mm-hmm. even the bad guys are a little bit predictable because it's like the mirror image of who the hero is. Very mm-hmm. interesting that they took this spin on it. You know that they took. Uh, like uh, the comic book universe and they made it like a twilight zone kind of thing and uh it's fa- and they're pulling it off which is is truly remarkable with how they are steering this ship for these two very popular movie characters and it, they're pulling it off and it's 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 amazing that they're doing it in, in the way that they're doing it. it's just different than their normal template and there's to me they're killing it Especially today. Yeah, today's episode was, I mean, and, you know, I saw it in the morning, first thing in the morning. I, I'm still a little sleepy. But what I still marveled at, no pun intended, was, I, you know, you feel like you're watching a sitcom. It begins like a sitcom. And mm-hmm. you feel like you're watching a sitcom. But then, and we talked about this last week, ten, then things take like a turn for the weird or the serious. You know, when, when Vision... Um, his neighbor starts cutting the wall with the hedge clippers. You're like, that's really again Twilight Zone, and you, it, it's it's kind of for me it was jarring because I'm like I'm I'm in this, you know, where our I think our brains, especially you and I and, and our generation, our our brains are trained for this rerun sitcom formula, you know, and and they started this out like that, and then it just gets weird suddenly with the guy cutting the wall with the hedge clippers, and I'm like, okay, so this is happening, and this is very odd, and. 
in, in some places they still have the uh, the laugh track in and uh, vision. And Paul Bettany's doing a fantastic job, but his demeanor changes. He, he, you know, as when he's sitcom vision, he's all he's always goofy and making puns and being silly. But it's those serious moments, and and it's, it's when that spark hits him, like this this isn't right. There's just something not right, and that helps the viewers understand that you know this there's something about all this that's just not right. I think they did a great job with that in today's episode. I really did. Yeah, the the tension in this one was was. It was there. You felt the tension. It it felt good, you know. And uh, well, let, let's let's break down some pieces because we didn't do that last last uh, podcast. Uh, you mentioned uh, the guy cutting the hedges, and he's cutting right into into that wall. What what do you think was mm-hmm. going on there? I thought they were trying to get into. Well, if you follow, if if what I think is happening is happening, and what a lot of people think is happening about Wanda creating this separate reality and she's walled it off from the rest of the world uh at the beginning when i saw that happening i was thinking that his name's herb that herb was you know really a sword or shield soldier and trying to get into the reality or trying trying to cut his way into something something that was in the wall he didn't really have hedge clippers he he wasn't really cutting a wall maybe he had like some kind of torch and he was cutting a door or something. yeah you know? yeah that's exactly what i thought yeah, yeah. Th- that's what i thought yeah 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 um but let's just rewind a little bit. So, I mean, mm-hmm. the episode opens with Wanda, Wanda yeah. <laughs> which happens in this show, too. Um, Wanda finds out, well, not she found the end of episode two that she's pregnant, and she's being examined by a doctor. And I'm looking for clues in everything. I mean, I'm looking for clues in in people's names, in, in like, the furniture. I'm just like, is that a clue? Is that a clue? Mm-hmm. I mean, I might be overanalyzing it. Um, and I'm not one that usually does that with shows, but. So, you know, first thing you do notice is it's definitely a 70s Brady Bunch theme. It's very much corny, hokey uh, jokes. Um, when, the, when the credits rolled, did you notice, and even the credits kind of resembled a, um, a Brady Bunch ending. Instead of the four square, the six, three, nine squares, it had uh, the hexagons. Yeah, yeah. And, and then I thought about it, I'm like, oh my God, hexagons. In the comic books, they called Wanda's powers hex powers. I'm like, is that related? Like, because the hexagon is a very specific shape, and there's a reason they're using the hexagon. I think. Oh, hexagons are all over the place. Even on, um, yeah, the ladies' earrings, there are hexagons. Oh, the, are these? Do ears make me look fat? That one. Uh. What she says? Do these earrings make me look fat? Oh, I didn't catch that line, but I, her earrings are hexagons. <laughs> it's the blonde woman. No, 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 no. Okay. no. No, uh, uh, what she what'd she call herself? Geraldine, Foxy Lady. Is that oh, what Geraldine? She, Geraldine. No, she didn't. Yeah. She say her name was something else. Call me Foxy or something like that. I think she said that. No, no, she she's saying she's saying that Wanda looked Foxy in the dress in the coat. Oh, I thought she. she she's said, like, why you got a coat on? It's seventy five degrees. Ah, uh, huh. Anyway, yeah, she had a uh, hexagon earrings. Oh, I didn't notice that. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. So everything, everything is a freaking clue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's the first thing I noticed that the, the hexagon in the in the, when it was coming out. I think the hexagon was on the back of the uh, "quote unquote" beekeeper, right? On the back of the beekeeper was the shield sign. The the sword, the sword. The sword. Right. Yeah. Okay. Who made me think? Now, now that I'm thinking about it. You know, like if you look in the in like comic books, isn't that kind of like what Hydra? They kind of have that look. They almost look like beekeepers. 
Were there outfits? Uh, in the comic book, that was AIM. Oh, was it AIM? Yeah, the yellow. Like, right, the brown. yellow, right. Not, right? Doesn't it look like that, that was like an AIM trooper? Now that you, like, like beekeepers? Yeah. Uh-huh. Huh. Yeah, yeah, okay. but I, I, you know, he's got the sh- the sword emblem on, so I, I don't know. Maybe because they're saying Wanda, you know, again, the voice last week, Wanda, who's making you do this? Maybe a aim is involved in some way. Who knows? Um, so I, so when Herb's cutting the wall, that's our first glimpse that something's not right. I mean, beyond the fact that she's, you know, Vision says she's been pregnant for like twelve hours and she looks like she's four months mm-hmm. in the beginning of the show. Um, I think another there's there's a lot there's a lot in this episode of Wanda just using her powers in ways we've never seen before, mm-hmm. which which got me thinking about a theory of um, her powers because we know that her and her, her brother got their powers through manipulation of the Mind Stone, right? And mm-hmm. I and I was just telling you before we recorded that I, I was rewatching Age of Ultron, and. I think there's a line in, in maybe Endgame or Infinity War saying that the stones are like connected to each other somehow. Oh um, yeah, Wong says that like, in Endgame. Like they're alive or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So I'm thinking, I'm like, what if you know, we're all thinking Wanda only has mind powers. And and actually, between this episode and watching Age of Ultron again, Wanda's displaying a lot of powers that you know you kind of forget she has or she only uses them once. And I started thinking, like, what if she taps into all of the stones what if she's and unknowingly does it and what if she, what if she's almost like a living infinity gauntlet uh, hmm i'm not too sure about that i mean the, the thing with wanda's powers maybe not as powerful, but maybe she can use because she, she's shown it she's she reverses time twice she did it in this episode mm-hmm. and she did it in episode two right so that's the times she's you know she she hypnotized cap and, and the avengers in age of ultron that's the mind stone um, you know, she's, she's got powers like the power stone. Um, I, I don't know. I just think I, there's just, she seems to exhibit traits of all the different stones. I mean, I guess, I mean, the, the thing with Wanda is that her, like they call it in comics, her hex powers and, right. and that she, she manipulates chance. And so mm-hmm. even in the movies, it's hard to really figure out exactly what her powers really, really are. You know, if anything, if you, if you're watching like even age of Ultron, it just seems more of like telekinetic energy, you know. So it's even if you read the comic books, it's it's even questionable as to what she can and can't. Well, you're you're taking her powers, and then you know we talked last week about that Ag- Agatha Harkness, who was a witch, right? And so I guess if you're mixing the two of those things, it, it's almost like anything's possible if you're dealing with magic, you know. Right. Like you, you can even say Tabitha could have done the same thing because it's magic. I see what you're saying. Uh, I, the funny thing is in the comic books, her powers were always – I never understood her powers because they always say she she alters the probabilities. That was right. her, her hex power is she alters – I'm like, what the heck does that mean? <laughs> and basically it, 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 you know, basically it means the, the odds of like you know a bullet missing her go way, uh, go, uh, way down, I guess. Right. Yeah. Let's say someone shoots at her and she weaves her hands at it or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, of course the bullet would. You know, it's like a one percent chance it won't hit her. Right. But she raises that probability. And she of it goes happens. probably so, not. Yeah, yeah. So I just I never liked that because it was so ambiguous, and I think the comic writers used it because then you know anytime they write themselves into a jam, they can say, "Oh, Wanda's probabilities power has got us out of it." You know. Right. Um. And she. You know. But then they they did mix in the the witchcraft part of it. Um. 
but again, this is the MCU Wanda. And so these are just things I was thinking about because I noticed it and it really kind of hit me the second time when, uh, and we can talk about that, where Wanda, Wanda, uh, not Wanda, Vision says to Wanda, um, something is wrong here in a very serious tone. And she's just like, you know, you can see it. She blinks or something and it looks like your TV glitches and it goes back, you know. Right. Like last last week when she reversed time, like they actually moved backwards. It's like they rewound the film, but this time it's like, it's like the video skipped and then he was back, standing where he was and he did something different. So it wasn't until that second time I'm like, wait a minute, she can reverse time. Like it kind of hit me, you know, and then I started thinking about this this infinity, you know, living infinity gauntlet theory. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was interesting in that moment where where visions like something's wrong. I was trying to read her face and it it seemed to me like, gosh, a part of me felt like she knew what was going on too. She just doesn't want it. You know, she doesn't want to break out 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 of her reality. I mean, out of her TV reality. You know, she wants that life of with vision to have a family, to be at peace, to have her babies. You know, it it seems like that's what she wants. And whenever someone tries to pull her out of it, she's like, no. You know, yeah, it's, it's definitely a form of denial. Like she, she is creating this. It's thing. I, I think it's she's creating this reality, but she's denying that she created. She's trying to pretend that this is her life, this is real. And when anybody breaks that illusion, she gets angry or she reverses time or something. You know. Um, so do you? Uh, so you? We asked last weekend. Uh, sorry, last show. Is vision real? Right, so we're in episode three. What What are your thoughts now? Do you think Vision is alive, or this is just a a construct of her imagination? I I have to think. I like your theory about them being in the stone. I don't think they're in the stone, but I like kind of that theory of bringing them back because I don't want to think. Not that it's easy writing, and I'm not a writer, but. I don't know. Just to say, Wanda brought him back to life is kind of. I'd like it to be something more involved than that, but it could be something as simple as that. I don't think he's a part. He's like a construct of her mind, meaning that he's really her, because he is playing along until things start not making sense to him. Hmm. You know, I mean, you can go deep psychologically and say that he could still be a part of her, and and she's rejecting that 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 kind of sensible part of her he represents the sensible part of her the rational part and, and when it gets when when that starts poking hole in her illusion she gets angry at it and whatever but i think i think he's there i think it's some form of vision maybe you know hey she can manipulate time maybe she pulled him out of the time screen hmm. um this could be something like that so uh i still think it's i think it's the real vision in some form um what, what I also noticed is that this another reason why I think this reality was created by her it's very very dependent on her emotional state you know when she's excited about the baby and stuff the butterflies comes alive and she even says oh I didn't mean to do that mm-hmm. um, you know when she I think the first time she had contractions is that when electricity went crazy right and then later on she was having more pains and the or her water broke and it started raining and it's not just in their house it's like all over the neighborhood right right it's, yeah. So, so the the reality is dependent on her emotional state. So that's another reason you kind of don't want to make her angry. You don't want to upset her, because who knows what's going to happen to the reality. Yeah, yeah. It's very interesting how they how they play this episode out. It's 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 truly exciting and stuff. 
it's God, her character. It's pretty cool with this one division that they're using a TV show to flesh out characters, which you would never get that in a movie. You know, in the movie, mm-hmm. if you're thinking of Avengers, right? Well, you know, Scarlet Witch and Vision are the background characters, and the focus is typically Iron Man, Captain America, maybe even Thor. You know, mm-hmm. and it's I'm trying to figure out what's the end game, <laughs> right? How many is it? Eight episodes? Is it or seven? Uh, nine, I believe it's nine. Oh, okay. I'm just really curious how there there has to be a strong tie to this with that next phase of the Marvel universe, you know, because you're talking about sword, you know, which is the I forgot the act, you know, how it's what it means, but it's something to do with like space and weapons, and that could be tied to the Eternals, maybe. You know, right. So there well, has to be a strong connection there. It's a sentient weapons observation research division or something like that. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure it's all connected. And I'm sure they're using this and Wanda's powers. I, look, I think it's pretty definite that they're introducing the multiverse, and you know because they did absorb the X Men, they did absorb. Oh no! Well, Spider-Man universe is still separate, but it's a way you can bring Venom into the Marvel movies. It's or other Spider villains. Uh, it's a way you can even bring mutants into it. Maybe they're from a different planet. It's a way to bring in a new Captain America that might not be um, Chris Evans. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, and they're doing. Look, they're doing the what if. They're doing the what if cartoon series, which is totally based on the multiverse. It's like, all right, right. here's a planet where Cap, where where Peggy Carter became a super soldier. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. It's and and you know we know that Doctor Strange and Spider Man three are gonna are gonna be involved with the multiverse. So I think this they're using this as a springboard for that, and I, I think it's smart. They are pulling from the comics, and um, yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes. I don't know if there'll be a season two of this. So I, I think we have a tendency to look at these things as like regular TV shows that has seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm curious if they do a Wandavision two. I'm curious if they'll do another Hawkeye or another Falcon Winter Soldier. I don't know, but I mean that's down the luck. But I'm sure it's going to tie into. Everything. I'm like, you know, we said on one of our recent episodes, like how Shang Chi tie into all. He's just he doesn't, you know, unless they give him superpowers. He, you know, in the comics, he doesn't have superpowers. He's just the master of kung fu, basically. Yeah. Um, so how does he how does he work into this? It's all look. They're they're mapping. They got a roadmap out, and it goes beyond 2022, and just. Like they they really know what they're doing and they're planning and um, it's paying off for them. I mean, they haven't put a debt out yet. Yeah, I mean, it's even even in this particular series. I mean, like this show, if you're following the Brady Bunch, is like the '70s, and the previous show was the '60s, and the first one's the '50s. Mm-hmm. That means episode four is gonna be the '80s, and they hit the '90s, and it's really cool how they're they're just pulling every week, you know, one decade into the next, into the next, into the next. And uh, it's 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 really uh, <laughs> I I was not expecting how deep the show is going to be when they announced WandaVision, even when they had the trailer for it. You know, it, it looked comedic, you know, uh, tongue in cheek right. and didn't know where it was going to go Dude, you hit the nail right on top of the head. Every second of that show, I'm watching and thinking, is that a clue? Like, what does that mean? Like even things that just don't even make any sense. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, and it's well, it's it, one of those shows. You, you, it's it. I think it's fun to watch again. 
you know, so I watched the the episode this morning, right? Immediately, like, oh, freak, I got to watch YouTube. You can figure out, like, what are the Easter eggs that I missed and stuff. And when you hear him, like, oh, yeah, I got to go back again and then watch it again and see if it makes any more sense than what it does. Right. Well, you know, every, like you said, everything's a clue. In the comic books, their twins were named Billy and Tommy, and they have, like, a little fight over Billy and Tommy. And when they think they're only having one baby, Vision says, you know, Billy, like William Shakespeare. And then he quotes um, Shakespeare, all the world's a stage and people are players upon it, right? Well, that's what's happening. Like their world is a is is a stage. The world they're in is a stage and, and everybody's playing a part in it. And that's kind of what you get from what Herb and Agnes are talking about later. They know something isn't right. Well, they might know exactly something's not right and they might be trapped in that reality. Because when, you know, at the end, when um, Geraldine gets thrown out of the reality, in the quote unquote real world, which was great also, because I don't know if you noticed, but the the the, uh, the viewing aspect ratio. Changed. Yeah, it just started to grow like slowly, yeah. like it started to open up and get widescreen. Yeah. So, you know, you're not in that reality anymore. It's, it's really great TV making. Um When she's in the when she gets thrown out of the WandaVision reality into real reality, there is a welcome to Westview sign. So did she did Wanda take over a real town and are those the real townspeople? And is that why they're suspicious of Geraldine? Is Geraldine a sword agent that was sent in to help or try to stop it or figure out what's going on? And that's why she doesn't have a house. That's why nobody really knows her. She she but she falls under Wanda's kind of mind thing because her first statement in this show in episode two was when they're at that garden party or whatever that was a planning meeting at the pool. She just looks at Wanda and says, I don't even know what I'm doing here. So mm-hmm. did she go in? I, and is that, did that helicopter bring her in? You know, that toy helicopter. Hmm. That, well, you know, at the end of her? the episode, when, when you saw like they're outside that town, immediately I'm thinking, is this a Truman show? Is this like, is this like a, a contained area that they have Wanda in and they're trying to manipulate her to have with her magic powers to have babies to make more metahumans, you know. Oh, yeah. Huh. So yeah. So, so you're thinking sword, sword that she didn't create, it, but sword kind of created it. No, she created it, but they're they're pushing her to do it. You know, like plant that seed. Not that they're trying to save the people in there. Save the people where in, in the in her make believe town. In the you town. Mean? No, yeah, I, I think yeah. the the construct. So in my when so at the end of that the episode today, I was thinking, oh, Truman Show. So is do they have Wanda in this quote unquote world? You know, like a stage or of some sort, mm-hmm. and they're trying to get Wanda to use her hex powers. I'm, I'm doing this on the fly, bro. Uh, to to make babies to create right. more metahumans or weapons. <laughs> Right. right. No, no, but I didn't. Even, I didn't even take that. I was looking at no, and that's a great theory because I was looking at as sword was trying to help. I thought Wanda snapped and created this reality, and people were trapped in there, and they were trying to help the people and help Wanda. What you're saying is no, they want Wanda in there. They she, they didn't create it, but they're happy she created that, and they're kind of to manipulate. Which, so instead of trying to help her, they're they're manipulating her breakdown. Yes, yes, yes. That's exactly uh, what I well, feel. Yeah, I think that's what I feel. I think I think that's well. I don't know. That's a, that's what I thought when I woke up. And then again, it was also seven o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I'll tell you what. What if what if we're both right? Because what if 
what if Agnes, what if it is AIM? Because AIM was a scientific, advanced ideas mechanics. They were scientists, basically. Um, what if AIM are the ones that want to use it to their advantage and S.W.O.R.D. is there also trying to do what I said and AIM's trying to do what you said? That would be a great um, wow. feel, you know, because because you look at Geraldine. I, Geraldine is, I didn't know if you knew this. I don't want to tell you if you don't know it, though, because she was she's cast as a certain person that we know. Oh, well, yeah, I know who she is. Oh, you know, all right. So yeah. she's cast as, as the uh, the second Captain Marvel. Yes. So she's the adult version of the little girl in the Captain Marvel movie. Right. Uh, and, you know, they're not gonna, she, she's a good guy in the comic books. I'm sure she'd be a good guy here. But I wanted to bring up Agnes again. Because Agnes is sowing seeds of distrust in Geraldine. So if Geraldine's there to help, Agnes, and I think Agnes knows more about what's going on than anyone else. Because Geraldine's a little confused, right? Right. And even her seems confused sometimes. But I feel like everything Agnes does and says is very calculated. And I think Ralph, because she brings up Ralph a lot, but we don't see him. And I think Ralph has something to do. I don't know who Ralph is. If Ralph is a, is a name for or a stand-in for something more diabolical, I don't know. Diabolical. But, yeah. Well, uh, uh, d- d- no, I, I think you're onto something. So, ooh, ooh. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump on your thoughts here. You're right. I think Agnes probably knows the most right now in in that world. Ralph is the one that's in that is manipulating everybody like is like really in charge you know like like mephisto or something like that like there's someone behind it and that's who agnes keeps referring back to well i wonder i i started thinking like i wonder if they would do the metaphysical like because mephisto is basically satan in the comics, he's the devil. Right, yeah. And I, I wonder if they would go metaphysical like that or just say, kind of like they did with the Asgardians, and say, well, you know, yeah, the Norse thought they were gods, but they're really just aliens. Well, yeah, they so, did touch like, upon it in, in Thor uh, uh, Ragnarok? No. Yeah, yeah. What about the second world? Uh, well, yeah, they, they, they talked about that, didn't they? Didn't they touch upon, like, like where hell is and stuff? Was su- su- yeah, but it's not. It's not. It's not like the religious hell. It's just alien worlds. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So is Mephisto just, or is he going to be a multi-dimensional being? Is he part of the multiverse? You know. Hmm. And and what's his end goal? And and is it about the kids? I don't know. Oh, okay. So let me ask you this: If and look, if, look how this is another thing. Look how old the kids got. Like they gave birth in one episode. Are they going to be like teenagers by the time this thing ends? Yeah, because possible. dude, they're they're totally setting up the Young Avengers. But I get that. Go go ask what you can ask. Okay, if if Thanos was the the big bad guy for the first part of the Marvel universe, who is it in the second half with the Eternals and huh? You so well, I was going to pick your brain. Who do you think? I mean, like you got who you got Captain Marvel, you got the Eternals, Shang Chi. Uh, what's the common thread there? What's who? Who could be the common bad guy? Yeah, but so, so with Doctor Strange, Shang Chi, Iron Fist, there's a mystical quality there. So they kind of already introduced the mystical quality to the Marvel universe. I'm just depending. I'm just curious how deep they go. Now with the Eternals, the Eternals have a have an outer space connection. Uh, I think it might have been the Kree or or the Celestials. But obviously, you would say who's bigger than Thanos? Well. Galactus, <laughs> but are they going to do another outer space bad guy? You know, 
Well, I, I think know. you have it's to. Like, I think you have to because you, they introduced who, the Fantastic Four. Why wouldn't they? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think you still have to go beyond Earth because it's the only thing that makes sense. How do you – who do the Eternals go against bad guys? I mean like burglars. You know I mean? You, you have to go to that level because you have to go beyond our realm of, of, of people or adversaries. Right. You know? So maybe Galactus – I don't know. Galactus just seems so one-dimensional. He does one thing. You yeah. Know? He just wants to eat planets. Right. Yeah. Um, it's got to be about, someone uh, deeper than that. Oh, I had it in my head. Oh, oh uh, 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 Secret Wars. Who was that guy? The Yes, the, that's what I was thinking. The Beyonder. The Beyonder. Is yeah, there a connection there with the Eternals? or? No, but I mean... Well, he was greater than the Galactus, greater than the Celestials. I think they all went and tried to fight him, and he, you know, beat them all. Um, and I think he was from another multiverse or a different universe. Okay. I think that was his story. All right. Well, whoever yeah, that is know. could be the one that's behind what's going on here. Like, who would who would gain for wanting to have these babies? There you go. But is it about the babies? Yeah, I guess it is. Well, it about is about the babies, babies for, of course. Yeah. For the children, right? Yeah. Yes. So, who would gain? For having one to having metahumans, or yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's well, it's a great question. It's a really great question. Um, I, you know, but I definitely think they're setting up the Young Avengers because in the comic books, I don't, I don't, I stopped reading between her kids being dissolved or whatever, erased from existence, and them coming back. They came back as teenagers in, uh, I don't know what year. Let's say uh, two thousand eight. I picked up a book. No fanfare called Young Avengers number one. Looked interesting. Art was great. Fantastic book. Twelve issues. I don't think it was a limited series. I read maybe it was. Twelve issues great. Isn't there a character that had like magic like Wiccan? Isn't that one of them? Yes. Okay, yes. yeah. Was, uh, okay. Is Tommy? He might be Billy. Wiccan, <laughs> he has magical powers. Which, which well first he he started out as he called himself as Guardian. And and um Kind of everybody thought he was like because every every young Avenger had a had an Avenger counterpart. So there was right. Hulkling, who I think is really a small, and there was Patriot, who is the grandson of the f- the, the first first, first Captain, Captain America. America. First, yeah, first Captain, yeah. When they tested the serum on, um, Kate Bishop eventually joins. Um, no relation to Hulk, but she was just an accomplished athlete and archer. Uh, Iron Lad, who was from the future, who eventually turned out to be a younger King. Kang, Kang, yeah, yeah. Um, so, and then uh, a guy called Speed, who ran very fast, winds up coming to the into the team like ten issues later, and they eventually find out that him and Billy are were like twin brothers separated. Right. Point. Yeah. You know, dude. So, I think I I bought these issues because it's really familiar to me. I don't think I got as deep as episode ten because I don't remember. Dude, that, if but you I still have them. They're worth a lot of money. No kidding. Ah, oh, dude. All right, I can look. I guess. But yeah, I am familiar yeah. with all with like everyone you just said. So yeah, I guess, I guess this so, is what they're building up to. Yeah, because you have Kate Bishop's going to be in the Hawkeye series. You already have um, Ant Man's daughter. Oh, Stature. She was in it. Um, she's already existing in the universe. So you do have, you, do you remember in the Young Avengers who 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 they fought against? Maybe that'll give you a clue as to. What's going on in WandaVision? I think they fought against Kang. Oh, there, there's your answer. A, Maybe it's Kang. Kang. Didn't they cast Kang for some movie already? They did. They cast Kang. Okay. For one of the movies. We found our answer. This, this is this is what it is then. This second half is going to be about Kang. 
Uh, yeah, well, look, it makes sense because Kang's a time traveler and they did mess with the timeline and Loki's going to be all about time travel. Boom. TVA's a time variance authority. Okay, you heard it here first, people. <laughs> we figured it out. Maybe. I, I, I mean, at the very least, we figured out that they're definitely going to aim for the new Avengers. Young Avengers. Oh, yeah, new Avengers, yeah. Yes, yeah. young Avengers. Yeah. Young all right, Avengers. cool. Yeah. Right. Hey, you know, in the, in, in the description of this show, we really have to write something like, hey, guys, refer back to this episode <laughs> to see if we're right. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember a long time ago, like Endgame, I, I remember in the show I said, oh, the name, the name of the movie is going to be Endgame. And I, I have no idea when I said that. I think it was on the Weekend Geek. And it's like, damn it, I was right. So let, let's mark down this show as one to go back to in the next coming years. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, I got a question. Do you think the stork represented anything except just the kids giving her giving birth? Uh, I didn't. I didn't feel any like symbolism behind it, other than it just came off the wall. You know, yeah, or, it's just such a such a right you know, nail on the head kind of thing. Like, oh, she's having a baby. It's the stork. You know? Well, did you notice too that she? It was probably the first time her magic didn't work. When, oh, when she tried to get rid well, of yeah, it. Yeah, she poof, he got the red smoke, and the stork was still there. Oh, yeah. So maybe the stork, maybe that's something that wasn't part of her reality. Maybe someone else threw that in there. Hmm. Maybe in some weird way, the stork, look, she distorts things. So maybe the stork was uh, her representation of whatever impregnated her or brought the babies to her. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the toy helicopter, I think it was a real helicopter that brought Geraldine into it. And um, what's the other? There was some other stuff there too. So why wouldn't her powers work on it? Because maybe Ralph or whomever you know is immune to her powers. Or wow, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Hey, this is what's fun about it. I mean, <laughs> there's there's so much to think about this episode. Uh, you know, even after after watching three. So after watching three, and you had to think about episodes one and two. Does anything change in your mind about the first two episodes? I mean, is there anything new that we know now that we didn't know from episodes one and two? Well, we have confirmation that it's some kind of warped reality because. Well, we definitely uh, saw Gerald, more of it for sure. Yeah, yeah. We okay. we know it's not. The real Marvel, you know, it's not the MCU because Geraldine got kicked out into the real MCU. Right. So, and why is she so much older, I, too? Was she, what do you mean? Oh, no, no, that's right. Because Captain Marvel took place in the 90s. Took place in yeah, the 90s. Right. Okay. Don't you remember Blockbuster Video, all the 90s songs? <laughs> yeah. They kind of they kind of hit you over the head with the fact that it was the 90s. <laughs> that's right. Um, yeah, okay. Don't get me started. <laughs> Uh, here's a little bit of news. So Kang is cast, and guess which movie Kang will be the baddie in? I have no idea. Ant-Man 3. <laughs> what? Ant-Man 3? Oh, is it because Ant-Man has now become like the movie of like interdimensional hopping, I guess, because of you know what he did recently with uh, Endgame? Well, I think the the quantum realm opens up a lot of. Right. All right. So Ant Man three is called Ant Man the Wasp Quantum Mania. Dude, how unbalanced is that? <laughs> Ant Man uh, yeah, versus Kang. Kang. <laughs> Kang. Well, it's Ant. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Wow. This guy's fought the Avengers to a standstill multiple times. Right. Well, but maybe it's because you have Ant-Man, Wasp, and then you have um, Michelle Pfeiffer. You know, maybe she suits up. Because they, they didn't really go into her powers too, right? Because it didn't seem like she had something more. Like she had yeah in the quantum realm in the quantum realm yeah. yeah and then you have you know Michael Douglas whatever he does so maybe, maybe it's more than just Ant Man and the Wasp or they got Ghost too you know so maybe she plays a part of it also oh maybe but still all of them I know Kang. I know Kang's supposed to be like badass so right. huh all right. so dude I'm, I'm so I'm loving this show I can't wait for the next episode I said it last episode uh, last podcast I hope. They can sustain this through all nine episodes. At the rate they're going, yes, I, I'm very confident that the, 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 these guys—they're so good. I mean, the, the talk about like planning, you know. I mean, especially if this is a springboard to the rest of the cinematic universe, that's mind blowing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, how much do you think this influences? Or if there's a connection with, like, Falcon, Winter Soldier, you know? I mean, is there a tie-in with that, too? Like, how intertwined are these Disney shows uh, with the whole cinematic universe? Like, how tight you think it is? I mean, it looks like it's extremely tight. You know, everything is, like, extremely related. Not They're just not throw-off shows. Yeah, and I wonder if they're going to, like, you know, that's a good question you asked. Are they going to roll into each other? Is something going to happen in WandaVision that will play out in Winter Soldier? Is there something that's going to happen in that that's going to play out in Loki? And so on and so forth. I don't know. It's a good hmm. question. Hmm. 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 Okay. Any other things? Any other? Any other ideas that that popped up? No. I mean, look how much we got. I mean, I think this podcast episode is longer than that actual episode. So, <laughs> that TV episode. So that's amazing, right there. <laughs> well, you know, I think we we got a lot of ideas just by you and I, like brainstorming beyond beyond Wandavision. Uh, I, I think we hit a lot of things that actually do make sense, you know, like yeah. Kang is a very strong answer, you know, as, as to what the second half of the cinematic universe could be about and the young amazing. Avengers like creating that and why, why do they want one to have kids? I mean, uh, I think we touched upon that one too. So, uh, this, this is good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And I love, I, I really like your theory of, uh, a Truman Show thing, and and you know, man, what if AIM is do, treating it like that, and Sword's trying to save them? Ah, oh, that's gonna be great. Yeah, because it seemed like that. Because you, you did, you did say like when when they knocked her into like our quote unquote world, there was a town. I mean, there was yeah, it was more than just like a construct of her imagination. It wasn't like a com- like I don't know computer thingy. I mean, it actually looked like it was like a physical place that they that they built, and they're trying to screw with her somehow. Yeah, I yeah. Someone's manipulating her. I think. Yeah, I I like that theory. Again, my theory was she had a mental break and all this, but now thinking that she might be manipulated, maybe it's both. Oh, for sure, it's going to be you both know. because she can't yeah. figure things. Look, episode one. Remember, they had the little anniversary. What now? What does that anniversary date mean now? You know that what was it? August twenty one. It must mean something. Twenty third. Yeah. She didn't know what's going on. She has no clue what's going. And- they're they're totally screwing with her. And her, I, I mean, this, I don't know if this is anything, but their their house address changed. It's 2800 now. And I'm like, usually numbers in a show connect to like a, uh, a comic book issue, but there's no comic book issue to 2800. So. 
I'm like, what does 2800 mean? <laughs> and they, they did make a point to show the house number too. They, they've been doing that, right. you know? So it, God, it's got to have some meaning. Hmm. Yeah, I, and that's that's the thing too when you watch this show. they, they purp- Nothing is there by accident. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, they, they're putting a lot of detail into it and they want people to kind of watch it and, and, and examine it. And because again, I'm still curious about like, the helicopter is there you know significant enough that it had the sword emblem on it but the fact that it was gold and yellow uh gold and red like iron man armor does that mean anything mm-hmm. you know because uh you know stark's dead but iron man's armor still exists and roadie's still out there right 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 yeah 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 so i don't know, I don't know. Mm. very very interesting very interesting uh yeah. let's see anything else yeah i just want to tell the listeners uh we appreciate you listening first of all secondly um, we don't know if we're gonna do every every wandavision episode as a separate show it's just this one if they're as good as this and, and, and i enjoy our yeah. i really enjoy our conversation of of speculation uh i definitely don't mind and if, if the listeners are okay with that then i'm definitely okay with it you know uh, it's and it's right. only what we only have like six more episodes left, so that's not too bad, you know. This yeah. will end sometime in February, so it's eh, why not? Well, no, I was just saying that. Don't I was saying if we, you know, we'll discuss every Friday if we're going to do an episode on it. But if for one week we decide not to, don't get mad at us. <laughs> like if episode <laughs> six is a dud, don't get mad that we don't do the show next week. Maybe we'll fall oh, Okay, here episode. we go. Uh, next episode, we're on episode four. We said the eighties. Uh, what? 80s thing All right so th- this was Brady Bunch obviously right what do you what do you think is the, the next episode whose house is going to be Family Ties or Cosby Family Ties or Cosby oh yeah I, I would say 80s houses. well if it wasn't if it didn't have to be a house I'd say the Cheers bar Cosby was Cosby 80s oh a my god yeah. 80s. Uh, yeah Mid mid to late eighties. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think probably, Family Ties I would is more toward Family Ties. Yeah, I, I think Family Ties is a stronger one. Yeah, and Cosby was in New York City. He was in a townhouse, and they're yeah. they're trying to keep that suburban feel. Yeah, I so I would probably ties. say. Well, what we're, else could it be? We're gonna see. What else could it be? Eighties. That that would make TV? sense, right? Yeah. What other family show? What other family sitcoms are out in the eighties? Oh, I mean, there's <laughs> different strokes, but I don't think they're gonna be in Manhattan. No. <laughs> No, um, yeah, I think Family Ties. Is no, I think that's. I think that's a really good guess, really strong yeah. guess. And then, and then, okay, and then, what do you think she's going to be wearing? Uh, like spandex headband, oh. like a you know big perm designer jeans. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. I want to. I want to know what episodes of the Halloween episode where they put on their their comic book costumes. I <laughs> dude, I bet you that's the nineties. You think so? Yeah. And, I, and if it's 80, if it's Patty Jenkins, Vision's going to have a mustache, apparently. So, Patty uh, Jenkins? Yeah, because in her Wonder Woman oh. movie, if you're in the 80s and you're, you know, everyone had a mustache, apparently. I got you. Yeah, I got you. All right, sorry. Wow. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, family well, ties. I, I agree with you. I, I think you I, nailed it. You that's nailed just it. how I push that movie out of my mind. <laughs> Patty Jenkins, 80s? What are you talking about? Yeah. Who's this Gary you keep talking about? <laughs> Uh, family ties. No, I, I think you nailed it. I think you know. I can't think of any right, other. Huh? Nineties family. 
Oh, again, that that one could be the Cosbys. Mm. Wouldn't that? Wouldn't you think that's more of a '90s property? Oh, I consider Cosby straight up '80s. Really? Okay. Uh, '90s. You, you got to remember. I always have to do this to you. We okay. got. We were in college in 1990, right? Oh, I mean, I told you I didn't watch TV when I was in the '90s. Remember? I know, oh, that's why it's a blank to me. If you if you don't watch TV in college, but you remember Cosby, so it had to be the '80s. Okay. Nineties. <laughs> uh oh. Uh, Saved by the Bell. <laughs> That's all I can think of. <laughs> well, it's got to be a family. So otherwise, I would have said Friends, but it's got to be like a family. Well, I mean, Friends I, could it's, be. It's it has to be Roseanne. It has to be Roseanne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? Why not? I can't think of any other nineties family. Right. Well, and then I wonder if they're going to go into 2000s because if next week's 80s, that's the fourth episode. 90s would be fifth episode. Mm-hmm. 2000s, six, seven, eight, nine. Still, they still have four episodes. 10, 20. Yeah, no, I think they'll hit. They'll hit it. They'll hit 2000s. Yeah. Okay, this is the 2000s family. Oof. Yeah, that might be like a Dawson's Creek. Like I don't even know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if they're not talking about a house, I mean, they just may mimic how they film it too. Yeah, because yeah, episodes one and two had that static camera, you know, like the right. cameras like towards the audience. And this time, pretty bunch, you had different camera angles and stuff. So maybe just how they film things is going to be different or the laugh track is going to be different or something, you know. And I, I like when she does the magic in, in the sitcom world. It's very practical, the effects. Right. Yeah. 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 But then when, when she uses her real magic, it gets... CGI and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Very modernized and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Okay. Um. Do we, do we know Vision could run fast? No. <laughs> no. Oh. Okay. So you want to hear my my crazy theory? Okay. So the kids are going to age up because they were you know they were born in one episode. I think they'll be late teens or maybe even early twenties by the time this thing falls apart for her. My crazy theory is that they will get the guy, although he looks like a kid, that played Quicksilver in the X-Men movies to play her son that can run fast. Wait, what? The, in the X-Men movies? To play the yeah, son? Quicksilver? Well, yeah. Don't you think he's too old to be a teenager? Well, they're aging him up. Maybe he'll be in his 20s. Oh. Cool. That way, you can bring the actor in, and he can even take the name Quicksilver. He doesn't have to be Speed. He's called Speed in the comic book, but since Quicksilver was never really called Quicksilver. Very cool. And then, uh, I don't know who the would... So that's a lot of the things we don't know about. We don't know the kids. We don't know who's cast to play the kids. Um, we don't know if there are going to be any guest stars, because there was rumors... Because there was rumors that Evan Peters, that's the guy that played Quicksilver in, in the X-Men universe, that he was in the show. That he makes an appearance, and then there are also rumors that the other guy that played Quicksilver in the MCU was in the show. Oh, interesting. Or does Quicksilver from X Men Universe show up as a multiverse proof? Like, hey, I'm not. I mean, universe. I mean, they could always bring like the you know from the Marvel Universe as a as a flashback because they're just siblings. You know, doesn't right. necessarily. Yeah, they can do that too, especially if they're but, going through the years. But if she's manipulating this reality and she brought the vision back to life, why couldn't she bring him back to life? Oh, oh, oh. Because in this episode, it seems like she forgot him. And then having the twins, because she goes, I was a twin. 
It's like she was remembering that she had a twin brother. Yeah. And then Geraldine saying he was killed by Ultron brought back the bad memories of the brother. You know, like, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. You're bringing that world into into here that I don't want. How tense was that scene? She's like, what did you say? Yeah. Oh, it was good. It was good. And then when she wasn't there, the next scene, when she's like, she she left or something like that, I'm like, oh, boy. Yeah. (laughs) Because I'm I'm thinking total twice. I'm like, she turned into a jack-in-a-box or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, Let's see. Anything else? That's all I got. Okay. You can find us on Facebook. Hey, dude, what's going on with Facebook? I I don't have Facebook anymore. Is anything going on over there? I keep posting our shows and stuff. Oh, okay. Come on, Facebook people. Yeah. Uh, Instagram, Nerdemy. Twitter, Nerdemy Podcast. YouTube, Nerdemy Podcast. Jonathan's been on fire putting up videos, so catch it. And he's been also recreating uh, our audio show into a video show. So if you're into listening to podcasts on YouTube, he's taking care of you. How about that? Uh, Yeah, and I want to say that I am posting a video soon. Before the next episode of WandaVision, before episode four of essential comic books you need to read that might be influencing this show. Essential comics uh, starring Vision and Scarlet Witch. That might I, be I like that one. That's a great idea. That's yeah. a super idea. And you own the Check books? You have the books? Uh, yeah. I, yeah. It's a good thing. <laughs> it's a good thing I went through my collection and organized it a bit this summer because uh, <laughs> they were relatively easy to find. <laughs> <laughs> All right, very cool. And, uh, and uh, you know, if you, if you like WandaVision, you like comic books, I'm going to be posting more comic book content on Nerd at Me podcast. There's a, I posted one today uh, of my autographed comics. Did you get a chance to look at that? I did not. I did not. What? What? Dude, I work. Got to work. But I you know. Try. Anyway. It's <laughs> a good episode. Very good. Uh, anything else? Yeah. Till next time. For the children, 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 peace, peace.